When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Falcon Passenger Tyres, buy three, get one free at Tyre Power. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! 23 to 8, going for a ridiculously hot Adelaide day today. 38, 40 tomorrow, 39 on Friday. Then it cools down a little bit. So nothing better to quench your thirst than nippies this summer. Just for calling or sending a text, you'll go into the running to win a cricket stump esky filled with nippies, ice-flavoured milks, and fresh juices. Before we go into our new segment, Bix did mention the Champions League scores um, in the round of 16, the first leg of two today. Uh, Liverpool and Real Madrid are now two all. At halftime. So really exciting game. Um, Mo Salah has scored and Darwin Nunes for Liverpool. And Vinny Jr. has scored twice for Real Madrid. Vinny Jr. Yep. Great names in football. We love that. So we'll we keep do. you up to date. And let's go into this for the very first time. Go. It's a big build-up, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Let's hope we don't let you down. It's <laughs> all about Wineback Wednesday, where we look back at some significant moments in sport that happened on this day. And on this day in 2003, Pakistani pace bowler Shoaib Akhtar bowls the fastest ball recorded in cricket history at 100.2 miles per hour, which is 161.3 kilometres per hour. Let's have a listen. <laughs> Very quick from Schwebach, an excellent over and mid from uh, the speedster, four overs gone, 100.2 miles an hour, brilliant stuff, England 7 for 1. Very excited commentary, that's the fastest ball ever and they're like, yep, there's another ball. Didn't realise at the time perhaps, but um, anyway, Brett Lee went on to to break that, he bowled one at uh, 161.8, which made me think, who is the fastest bowler in the world right now? And so, uh, what do you got for us? Quick Google search. Number one, Mitchell Stark. He has bowled a ball at 160.4 kilometres an hour. Number two. Go on, go on. No. No, you got to do I don't even want it. This is your forte. Yeah, I know. I want you to. No, but you're on the microphone. Your name is first in the show, so you should do it. This is uh, Onrik Nork. It's, it's pronounced like no, Nokia, you, isn't it? Your joke is that it's like the phone guides. Nokia. Nokia. He was here a few few I weeks ago. I understand that, but when it's spelled N-O-R-T-J-E, that's... Uh, that's not his fault. That's not helping me, though. <laughs> and then we've got third. We've got Mark Wood at 156, and then we've got uh, Muhammad Hasnain at 155, and then we get into uh, Lockie Ferguson... And then, this is where it's going to get interesting for the Australians, Joffre Archer, 154.65. If he gets anywhere near that, uh, along with uh, some of those other English swing bowlers, that could spell danger for Australia. Well, we saw what he did in the last Ashes series over in England and the the carnage that Joffre Archer 
caused against Steve Smith. Like Steve Smith had mm. to go off with that injury. He got hit in the head at one stage too. So, um, yes, and that was great pronunciation of oh, yeah, Beautiful. Thank you for that. It's not my strong suit. Uh, let's fast forward from uh, – well, actually, we'll go back. 19 <laughs> – the 19th of February, 1999, Port Adelaide took on Adelaide in the first ever pre-season clash between the two clubs. It was known as the NSEC Cup back then. Uh, Mark Williams was about to coach his first match as Port Adelaide coach. The Crows, of course, were the reigning premiers. Adelaide comfortably defeated... Uh, no, Port Adelaide won that. The Crows reigning... Port Adelaide... Oh, sorry. Port Adelaide, 13-15, 93, defeated Adelaide 8-9. We weren't trying, really. Premiership hangover. Yeah, exactly. We weren't interested, really. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but there were, let's have a listen to that, uh, that match. For new coach Mark Williams, it was the dream start. For the first time, Port Adelaide would win an Ansett Cup match. And who better to be victim number one than the reigning AFL Premier's Adelaide? 40,000 at Football Park saw the power win by six goals, with Eagleton, Dew and the skipper Wanganeen supreme. Tapped on cleverly, it comes to Lade. Cockatoo Collins works hard off and again. Cockatoo Collins off the ground. That's a pass. Now Michael Wilson, good hand pass to Burgoyne. Can they keep it up? Going running out of ground. Back to Wilson. He should be fresh enough. Plenty of time on the bench. Laid. Good mark. He might have a pin for goal. Long kick by Brendan Laid. What about that for an NSEC Cup match? Sounds like 50,000 people there. Did, and the late, great Drew Morfitt doing the commentary there Mm. too. Now, Bix, this game was marred in controversy because following on from that, Mm. I'm not sure if you can remember, this was the first game that I watched on television when I moved to South Australia. So I was living in um, Henley Beach with my family, watched it on TV, getting really, really excited. So Sean Wren slipped on a disc. now In the middle of footy park. He did. Now, this disc was used by umpires to help bounce the ball. That was removed from every AFL ground at the uh, instigation of the league soon after mm. the injury. And then I believe that Sean um, sought litigation because of um, his injury and wanting to get um, financed for it. Oh, in the end, it was it was the end of his season. It was his third knee yes. reconstruction. It was his good knee. It did. It massively impacted on what he was able to do in his career after that. So, um, look, quite rightly, uh, it was a he, he uh, sued probably not the right word, but he, he uh, took legal action against. Um, I'm guessing it would have been Footy Park uh, for not providing a safe workplace. And so when he went to jump, the long sprigs sort of went onto the rubber pad. They slid. And then where the grass was growing on around the rubber pad, once it slid and hit that, it was a jolt, and that snapped his uh, the ligament in his knee. So it was um, it was a disaster for us, um, a disaster for Sean, a disaster for footy fans. To, to after playing twenty six games and winning the flag all Australian for Sean in ninety eight, then had that, to have that happen again and to go through it was just yeah it was it was it was just a football tragedy really. So. Yeah, unfortunate, um, but that's the way it is. And uh, after he came back from that, uh, played the played in 2000 and then went to Hawthorne and um, finished his career over there. So pre-season, what was that build-up like? Because it was 1999, the, the Crows fresh off 
um, back-to-back premierships. Mm. And you look at pre-season now, both of our teams are going to Western Australia to play some random practice matches where they're not even playing four quarters in the matches. So this was, I remember back at, at that time, pre-season was something of prestige where you wanted to win the Ansett Cup yeah. or the Wizard Cup or whatever well, it was. Now about, it's different. Think about Dermot Burton. Five day, five night. Yes. He's still described as that. Nowadays, like... I think the Crows have won three preseason premierships. Yeah, and an AFL X premiership. Don't forget, <laughs> yeah, you people, won that too. People don't sort of say to you know about some of the players, oh, two day, two night. This don't even bother now because it doesn't have the prestige that it used to have. But uh, I remember the thing I remember about '99 was when Malcolm Blot arrived. We were a terrible uh, football club because we hadn't played finals for two years, so we started training in I reckon late October. So we had all of November, all of December, two weeks of October. So we had ten week pre-season and he and Neil Craig came to the club and he trained us really hard when we won the flat playing uh, we had I reckon we had a month off then we started maybe maybe a little bit more maybe six weeks off started in the middle of November and what we did we had six weeks and Blighty said you have to get back to those same fitness levels that you achieved the year before so it was effectively just just over half the amount of time to do that and you had to better your time so we did that went through played right to the end of uh, September again, won the flag again. We then they, they they then said come back maybe the the last week of November. So they gave us an extra week, which effectively meant we had four weeks of preseason because you finish up the the last week of December, and we had to get back to our same times again. So we smashed ourselves. Everyone got back there, got their their personal best with the fitness. But then what happened in '99? Of course, Rennie got injured, but. We had, I reckon, five or six blokes had groin operations. We had stress fractures. <laughs> we just, we trained so hard and played so hard for that sort of cumulative period of two and a half years. It just took its took its toll, and um, and we still hold the record for the biggest slide from uh, premiers to I think it's twelfth or thirteenth position. Yes. No one's ever done that before. So um, that's not something that I'd be. It's an proud inglorious of. record. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not the greatest one. <laughs> well, thank you guys for going back with us. Uh, what we want to do each week is wind back Wednesday. So if you have any suggestions as well, you can always send them in. You can call us one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you're listening on the app, you can get in touch with us directly too. Next, we are going to chat with mates. Pocket change mobile phone plans with mates. The captain of the SA Scorpions, who are a couple of wins away from hopefully being WNCL champions from the Scorpions. We'll speak with Gemma Barsby next.